0: Hi, I'm Guy Cipriano. Thank you for listening to this podcast on the Lawn and Landscape Radio Network. I'm on the phone with Matt Yeezy, a field technical manager for Sagenta, and today we're going to discuss the common insects people will find in their lawns, trees, and shrubs. First off, Matt, thanks for joining us. Guy, a pleasure to spend some time with you this morning. First question we have here, what are the basics to applying insecticides, and what are some common questions and concerns you get from customers?
1: Well, Guy, probably the most uh, obvious uh, place to start, but maybe the most important piece is just around proper licensing. You know, obviously, when you start talking about lawns, uh, trees, and turf, and applying pesticides, uh, having the proper license, the uh, proper categories, some states are specific in what they require from a licensing perspective. So that's probably one of the first basics uh, that I would uh, um, mention. You know, and aside from the licensing piece uh, having the proper equipment uh, and and maintaining the equipment uh making sure that uh you know it's properly calibrated so what you're actually applying is what you think you're applying and uh that that can be really critical when you start talking about the end result whether you're getting the uh the effect or the, the result from the application um that you uh anticipate uh, and, you know, probably the, the third thing to keep in mind is just around coverage. Uh, you know, when we start talking about insect control, uh, they are a mobile, uh, pest. And, uh, so they're not like weeds that just hang in one spot. Uh, insects, uh, can be mobile. And so making sure that you apply and have good coverage, uh, of the target, whether it's lawn or whether it's the tree, uh, or whether it's a, a landscape uh, or shrub, uh, all of those require good coverage, and so that really is a uh, some of the the basic keys to, to having a successful uh, insecticide uh, application.
0: What are some things that can hurt the effectiveness of insecticides? And if a problem does arise with that, what are what are some fixes for an LCO?
1: One of the biggest uh, concerns that I have uh, just around uh, applications around insecticides is uh, irrigation or precipitation. And it, it can be the extremes of, of those. Whether you have uh, no uh, precipitation or no irrigation after the application or the opposite where you have too much irrigation or too much rain uh, that would occur after an application. Uh, and it really is going to be a bit product specific so i encourage uh to to make sure and look at the individual specimen labels for specific products uh but for example uh, more of the a, a contact type insecticide is going to be more affected by rainfall after application whereas uh a a white grub insecticide that needs to be activated needs to be washed off the foliage uh is is um, really um relying upon that irrigation after application to move it into the target zone where those white grubs might be. So, to me, um, watering in or irrigation or rainfall really can uh, either enhance the application or can reduce the effectiveness. Now, uh, you know, if you are recommending a specific uh, white grub insecticide, for example, uh, and it, and the recommendation is to water it in. Uh, the best way to do that is make sure that uh, that communication occurs to to the homeowner to water in uh, those types of applications. You know sometimes it's out of our control. Uh, if we get a a, a heavy thunderstorm uh, after an application, um, when we just made a an contact application to a landscape shrub, and that gets washed off. Sometimes um, uh, it's just a, a wait and see approach. Uh, you may need to make another application, or may not. Sometimes it's difficult to make those assessments um, and uh, and really determine. So, really, to me, watering in is probably the the, the biggest um, uh, issue when we start talking about insecticide effectiveness.
0: Obviously, it, it varies depending on where an LCO is managing property, but what pests are the highest concern now this time of year as we move into summer?
1: Well, I like to break them down a little bit into lawns uh, and, and tree and shrub because they, they do differ a bit. Um, it, primarily in in the home lawn situation or commercial property um, we're really talking about white grubs and um, you know we're getting to the point where uh, either need to ramp up the applications for those particular pests um, or um, really look at some other alternatives. So white grubs um, and, and possibly um, caterpillars, uh, things like cutworms, uh, uh, sod webworm he'll you know, shortly, uh, maybe even some bill bugs in a, in a lawn type situation for For trees and shrubs, uh you know, once we start to have these warmer temperatures we start to see issues around aphids, uh even leafhoppers uh tend to be uh probably some of the more primary uh type insects. But it's it's not uncommon to see things uh it might be a bit early for Japanese beetle, but we'll start to see those here shortly as, as summer wears on. Uh caterpillars, things like tent caterpillars, uh even uh bagworms uh can be issues in tree and shrub. Lace bugs um, soft flies, uh, sometimes even uh, scales, whether they're hard or soft scales uh, certainly can uh, cause issues uh, uh, in the in the lawn and and landscape
0: setting. What are some recommended products for broad spectrum control of insects on lawns trees, and shrubs
1: for lawns uh, First, uh, I'm really looking at uh, focusing on control of, of white grubs and, and, and probably surface feeding insects. And uh, my, my product of choice for that particular scenario is a Celeprin. Uh, it really provides season long control uh, from uh, even an early May application timing. Uh, but you know, another unique product uh, that has a couple active ingredients is a product called Tandem. Uh, and Tandem is a is a very broad um, uh, pest spectrum uh, product. and also has a very broad use site for labeling. So, you know, if you're looking at maybe lawns, but also tree and shrubs, uh, it's labeled for all of that, including things like crack and crevice applications. Um, if you're doing perimeter treatments uh, around structures, uh, what it really does is eliminates the need to carry some of these other uh, multiple products for for multiple uses. So, really, it has a, a very uh, broad uh, use pattern uh, that allows you to use it in, in in many different areas and gives you the effectiveness um, in both lawns,
0: trees, and shrub uh, type applications. In addition to applying some of the in- insecticides you just mentioned, what are some IPM steps and strategies that an LCO can use to? to maximize control? Well sometimes it's out of their control. Uh you know, it's up to the
1: homeowner or the property that they're managing. Uh but really trying to encourage healthy plant growth. You know, you know a, a plant uh that is not happy because of the environment that it's um if it's too much shade or, or poorly drained, correcting some of those underlying agronomic issues are certainly going to help that plant become uh, become more uh, healthy and, and more active to overcome, uh, you know, whether it's a insect uh, pest uh, infestation. And in some cases, you can't control that, and I understand that. Uh, it, sometimes it's just more about scouting regularly uh, and making sure that, you know, you're making applications when we really need to, uh, allowing beneficial insects to do their part um, when there's low uh, pest uh, uh, in infestations uh and so uh, really it's it's looking at the whole plant and and trying to understand uh what what's affecting it what's causing stress on it uh and then utilizing uh insecticides to supplement that process
0: we've been talking about broad control and broad means a lot and all encompassing what are some Resources and LCO can turn to to maybe simplify the process and, and learn learn more about all these different pests that he or she may encounter.
1: Well, there certainly are uh, a lot of uh, options and a lot of information uh, to sift through if you are uh, doing it for the first time or are uh, have been uh, even a seasoned veteran um, of of making these applications. I encourage you to, to talk to, uh, not only your, uh, local cooperative extension, um, the, uh, the state turf expe- extension specialist, rather, uh, in, uh, each, in each state, uh, is a good resource of information. Uh, you can find information uh, about the products that we've talked about today here at Celeprin and Tandem, uh, whether it's on Greencast online, uh, or just, uh, other Syngenta dot uh, com websites uh, certainly can find information regarding those particular pests, uh, and sometimes um, turf conferences, uh, winter conferences. That doesn't help you much now, uh, but there are certainly times uh, and and opportunities for education during those particular uh, opportunities as well. And so, encourage to to uh, to really take advantage uh, of those uh, those opportunities when they arise.
0: Well, thanks for. Uh joining us Matt this was some outstanding information and you know enjoy the the rest of your summer and we look forward to talking to you again soon
1: thanks so much guy